Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. So apparently the Canadian Coast Guard are hearing like banging noises mm-hmm. coming from the uh, the ocean floor. And the last update on the people that are still stuck in that very small submarine that went two miles or like two and a half miles to the ocean floor of the Atlantic to see the Titanic wreckage through a peephole. They're still in there with less than 24 hours of ox- oxygen to go. Sounds like a nightmare scenario, to be honest with you. You know what? While the uh, yeah, I mean TCU just lost in the College World Series. They're now done. Which shout out to the Horn Frogs for quite uh, quite the year twenty two twenty three to make it to an NCAA or I should say the the college football playoff national championship mm-hmm. game. Men's basketball was all right. Made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament, and then a College World Series run for the Horn Frogs. Not wind, too bad. Wind up in the Final Four and just one game away from the finals. I was going to turn to the news to see the if uh, and like have you guys watch it for me and see if anything pops up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I guess CNN they're they're covering it right now. Well, I mean, it's not like it's a Malaysian hair jet or anything like that. That's you know. Oh wait, it's still out they, there. They somewhere, covered right? the heck of that out of the heck of that out of that that that. Easy for you to say, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that documentary on Netflix? No. Man. A lot of craziness going on around that thing, man. Not a surprise, man. But this I was, is nuts. It, it costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars to be yeah. a passenger on that thing. To, to be a passenger in in a metal tube. To, Can to, I yeah. get my money back? To ride in a metal tube that's controlled by <laughs> it's not. It looks like a GameCube controller. It does. Yeah. <laughs> that's how old the controller was. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G, Travion Berkland. The whole gang is here. 537-1350, the phone number to call. Be joined by D.Y. here in just a moment. Coming up in hour number two, got a couple of show announcements for future shows. Plus, I want to get to my all-Big 12 preseason team. The new college football video game has unfortunately hit another snag. But hopefully, after I read more of the article, uh, after my freak out, I thought this thing is done now. Maybe delayed, but I don't think it'd be a done deal. Plus, uh, purple and black, they're back. Yeah. And according to the TBT, they have their best roster yet. Big enough to earn them a two seed. 
to play in Wichita next month. But guys, we're good to go, Trevor. Okay. It's Wednesday. <laughs> you know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight from Wintrust Arena in Chicago. As, of course, this Sunday is the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling joint pay-per-view called Forbidden Door. That'll start at 6 o'clock on pay-per-view from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Tonight, Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe in a concession stand brawl. Not exactly sure what that means. I'm guessing it's like a fight that takes place in a concession stand. I think this is, however, a tribute match to Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's dad, who was a former wrestling promoter who just passed away, and he was the one that like created this concept of a match. So right they're going to put one oh, on. There's nacho cheese everywhere. That's what ah. I was going to say. Whoever gets to that nacho cheese, that molten nacho cheese is going to win. I mean, right off. I mean, I mean, if I don't see popcorn, just like somebody get bashed flying. in the head with a big mm-hmm. old thing of popcorn, and nah. the popcorn goes flying everywhere, no, what to, are we doing? It has to go right through the glass of the popcorn machine. Ooh. Oh, you know what? Ooh. I think that was like a... You know, that, that you bring it up, I think The Undertaker was involved in a spot like that one time. No, that's a good one. That, that Troy, that's good. a better idea. I like it. Uh, but we're also joined by Derek Young from K-State Online, who joins us via the Zoom. D.Y., when you go to the concession stand, what's your go-to? Ooh, probably like nachos, something like that. Nachos is a good one. It's a classic. They usually give you too many chips when it comes to the, the cheese. Uh, and yeah. I, also, I also like the uh, jalapenos on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to have jalapenos. I will say, though, if you're at a baseball game, it's got to be like a hot dog or a brat. Absolutely. What goes – okay, so like the hot dog thing, like I tried – this was a while back, but I and this was brought up on one of the podcasts I like to listen to, putting mayonnaise on a hot dog oh. is actually oh, yeah. not terrible. It's really good. George Frazier, the longtime television color analyst of the Colorado Rockies, passed away on Monday. And he was a fan of mayo on hot dogs. Oh, yeah. What goes on your brats and hot dogs, ZY? Um, just more of just a ketchup guy when it comes to that, I think. Yeah, that's too plain, too boring. I'm sorry, <laughs> ZY. That's fine. By the way, speaking of the Rockies, yes. the Reds, the Reds yeah. beat them yeah. today. 11 straight wins for the first place, Cincinnati Reds. Wow. What? Yeah. I don't know what's more shocking, no. 11 straight wins or first place. I, I wondered when you were going to get on that bandwagon. Oh, I mean, I was on it as soon. I was just waiting for Ellie De La Cruz to get called up. So it's been that way since that happened. I can't want to call him De La Soul. De La Cruz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's a freak. The Reds basically are playing like with their 25-man roster is like 90% rookies and they can't lose. <laughs> Let's jump into the sports. I'm going to switch things around here. I'm going to actually lead off with, since we're talking about your teams here, D.Y., you know, the NBA draft is tomorrow. We're expecting Keontae Johnson to be a second-round guy. Fingers crossed somebody believes in Marquise Noel to make him a draft pick. But we'll just have to wait and see for tomorrow night, which the draft starts at uh, 7 Mm -hmm. o'clock on ESPN. I've seen, though, and I think you also typed this up on one of your stories, that Keontae Johnson, kind of a popular spot for him in the mod drafts, is Cleveland. So if the Cavaliers were to go with Keontae Johnson, you tell me, because I don't know a thing really about the Cavs other than Dean Wade plays for them. What kind of fit is he for Cleveland? Would he have a a, a role right away with that team? Yeah, probably. I think, I mean, Keontae is not going to get drafted super high, but I think he's someone that's probably going to be an early contributor in the NBA just because he has that kind of body and, and is a natural scorer. There's probably a limit to how 
effective or, you know, great of an NBA player he's going to be, but uh, he'll be able to reach his ceiling rather quickly. So I think he's kind of an early impact guy for whoever drafts him. Uh, the Cavs are a good team, though, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping that it happens. I get, Then I'll have Keontae Johnson and Dean Wade with Cleveland Cavaliers. More reason to uh, to be a fan, but that's a pretty good team. They made the NBA playoffs this year, even though they got knocked out by the New York Knicks in the first round. I mean, between Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and they have Donovan Mitchell, who was with the Jazz for quite a while. I mean, that's three guys with all-star potential. And then I guess the role players are just going to be Kansas State Wildcats. <laughs> well, what's funny is you brought up, yeah, that'd be awesome to see Keontae and Dean on the same team. I, you know, I don't have a team in the NBA. I jumped on the Mavs bandwagon in like the mid two thousands and they won an NBA title a few years later. And I also like, you know, kind of dragging along with the bandwagon, but I don't, I'm not on anybody's at this point in time. You know what? If they're on the same team, I might jump on the Cavs bandwagon. But if Marquise Noel gets drafted, I might just have to go wherever he goes. I'm I'm going to be following Marquise. Well, what if they draft both? No, they probably. I don't. Think, oh my god! I don't think they even. Have I'm the buying season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have the potential or the ability to draft both. We'll become draft. an affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find a job in Cleveland. That's, that's what I'm going to do. All of a sudden, I'm a huge uh, NBA fan. Uh, let's go to Bob Huggins, I suppose. Uh, Bob Huggins, no longer now with uh, West Virginia, gets picked up for a DUI about six weeks after he uses a gay slur on Cincinnati radio. You know, (laughs) if you want, you can give us your thoughts just on that story. What I'm curious to know is, I, I know a lot of scenarios have been thrown around about like what to do with that with that spot because it's such an awkward time. We're in June, summer workouts are going on. We're way past the coaching carousel. Do you have any scenarios that you do like about what to do with that spot for West Virginia? First of all, while while understanding the severity of his poor decision and what it could have done, I, I understand the danger that he was kind of presenting to others by by his actions, but. I will take a little bit of a humorous side of it while understanding that it does. He just, did he just have like an inkling of wanting to be back in Ohio in these last two months? Because like you said, the, the homophobic slur came on Cincinnati uh, radio just out of nowhere. He was doing a show with the Cincinnati radio station, which I'm sure, you know, he got to know while, while coaching the Bearcats. And then obviously some of the reports of, of the, the incident with the police when they, uh, put him in a custody in Pittsburgh was that he obviously he was intoxicated. He thought he was in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. He just all of a sudden had this strong infatuation with Ohio in the last two months or so. I thought that that to be kind of a humorous part of it in terms of what West Virginia should do. Um, t- tough situation. I understand wanting to to quickly find a long term solution. This is just not an ideal time to find a long term solution because a lot of coaches have already kind of made their mind up there. They are where they want to be. They're going to be where their feet are at this time of the year. And and that's why you don't often see anything regarding a coaching carousel of sorts at this time of the year. And, you know, to get a coach that is probably of the caliber that you want, it might be impossible to do. The only one that kind of comes to my mind that's probably suitable for them that might also be willing to make that jump, regardless of what time of year it is, might be Andy Kennedy. Now, obviously, 
He's coached several seasons. He's kind of a Bob Huggins guy, so to speak. So I think that's kind of the compromise there. You you find a long-term solution, but maybe someone that Huggins and and those assistants can kind of stomach as well. Speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online, so along with West Virginia trying to find a replacement for Bob Huggins, and there's you know different scenarios they could go in. It just depends on, I guess, who's interested and to take this on, I'm sure there are some out there, including some assistants that were, have been coaching with Bob Huggins either for a long time or just recently joined the staff. There are options there as well. The other half of this story is what is going to happen with this roster. We're talking about one of the best portal classes in this upcoming season uh, with what Bob Huggins has brought in for this upcoming season. And it's a it, you know NIL well spent, the way this roster has been built and I know that there's going to be teams out there that are very interested in these guys if they decide to leave West Virginia. So I'll, I'll leave you with this question here to uh, really brainstorm with. If you can only have one player off of West Virginia's roster to have on your team, who would you take? Jesse Edwards. Uh, <laughs> that didn't take I think long. that's an easy one. Yeah. I think he's the, he's the best transfer they've landed. He was probably, I think, one of the five best available transfers this entire cycle. And I think he fulfills kind of a the kind of guy that they wanted to get eventually. And that's why Kansas State, you know, chased him at one point, even though they I don't think they got into his top two or top three. Uh he wouldn't make a lot of sense for what the Wildcats want. So and I I don't even know, to be quite honest, if there's anyone else that is remarkably, you know, someone that they should absolutely take. Uh, I mean Kirk Creesa has his you know warts. I, I think Jose Perez from Manhattan, the transfer they got, not from Manhattan High School, but obviously Manhattan <laughs> College that they signed a year ago. Not a great three-point shooter. Raekwon Battle had one really good year in college basketball, even though he lit up Kansas State in the NCAA tournament. So there's just not anyone that really jumps off the page. Joe, Joe Toussaint, if he became available, um, another like little energetic guard, and maybe he makes some sense. Now, obviously, I don't think anyone's – necessarily at least not directly interacting with any of this West Virginia players until they kind of make themselves available if they make themselves available but should they I would imagine Kansas State pokes around on one or two when if if that time comes and obviously they'll they'll have to wait until that time comes if it does um but West Virginia they're probably in a little bit of a tight situation here too um almost like a darned if you do darned if you don't situation because if they just you know, slap an interim tag and, and just go, or or even a permanent tag with a current assistant and try to put a, you know, a quick fix into place. Maybe that isn't necessarily the, the right long-term answer. You can probably salvage this transfer portal class and the current roster. But if you're trying to do it right and go out and have a national search and just hire the right guy that might not have a prior connection or a current connection to West Virginia, you, you might have the right guy at the end of the day, but you're probably not going to salvage this year's roster. Speaking with Derek Young from Case Online, and, and, I mean, you said Edwards right away, the transfer from Syracuse, who's now with West Virginia, and I know NIL was a huge part of that NIL or that uh, transfer portal class. And you know, does that money hold up? Do they pick a guy that these players like? A lot of things depend on on those questions and, and some other questions as well. But, you know, with Edwards, and I'm sure K-State would I mean, be, be a ton of teams I would want a kid like that. Is he yep. so sought out for because 
the type of player he is is actually a little bit rare, especially in the portal with how good he is on both sides of the floor? I mean, I think he's just one of the best modern post players that teams are kind of looking for at that position. So, yeah, it's a rarity in the portal, but he's just the ideal fit for what a lot of teams have chosen to do with with their fives. I mean, Kansas State essentially did that last year with, with David Gasson when he played the five. Um, maybe kind of, you know, tried to fit a square peg into a round hole, so to speak, by doing that. Jesse Edwards is just, you know, a more prototype role uh, of a guy that can do that. Well, outside of uh, Transfer Portal, looking at 2024, the latest on uh, the basketball recruiting, it still seems like it's uh, heavily trying to get the attention of Patrick and Gongba. Is that where? Uh, is that the latest from this past week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were in Washington, D.C. for two or three days just watching his every game when he was playing in a tournament over there. So, um, And they did, and, you know, it was kind of strategically done because he had just completed his official visits to Duke and UConn as well. And yeah, here we sit, you know, who would have thought we're talking about Kansas state competing and competing well on the basketball recruiting front against the likes of Duke and UConn and just beat Kentucky for a transfer. Speak with D.Y. from Case Online. He'll join us for another segment as we jump into football. Our media big 12 preseason polls and teams are due today. We'll get some of the uh, predictions from D.Y. up next. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back on the game. Full two hours today. It's our only show this week. We're on for all two hours. The Royals played earlier today. Stunk once again. That was They're playing? Way. Okay. Yeah. We, it was right here on K-Man. I know. We're sorry about that, everyone. Plus, um, we're uh, tomorrow and Friday. We're on until 5 o'clock, so just one hour only. And Coming up in uh, hour number two, I will have a couple of show announcements for future shows for this summer. Via the Zoom, we're back with Derek Young from Case Online, DY and Company, doing a lot of work over the uh, spring, of course, spring practices, spring press conferences, giving you a breakdown of every position. You can read it all right now, Case Online. Go look it up and go subscribe. DY, speaking of, of K-State football and the Big 12, preseason poll, preseason team for the media, our, uh, our forms are due today. And I have filled mine out. I've sent it to the Big 12 conference and I've already said last week, Kansas State is going to get themselves a first place vote from the media. So that's my first question. In your opinion, as we stand right now, is K-State going to run it back, according to the prediction of Derek Young? 
I probably wouldn't take them at the moment. Um, I know that's probably deflating for some that are that are listening, and I think they have the capability and the potential to do so. I'm still not to the point where I think they're as lethal as what they were this time last year. I might be wrong because they probably are a little bit more solidified at the quarterback position and the tight end position. Uh, the running back hasn't necessarily taken as huge of a hit as you would have thought just because of how they've been able to backfill. I still have you know questions here and there on parts of the defense as well. I just don't know if the the star power, their playmaking is there for, for me to to give them the nod as, as being the number one overall team in, in the Big 12. And and I know people roll their eyes every time this team gets gets respect because they oh, prove to everyone every year that they don't deserve any. Here it comes. But it's hard, it's hard to pick against Texas. There it year. is. Man. I knew it. He was going to say Texas. On K-Man, he was going to say Texas. <clears throat> I, know it's, I know it sounds wild. Now, I will say this. It's like as much as they underachieve, um, they started to play some really good football down the stretch last year, I thought. Um, they need to fix out that second half issue, and, and they're probably in the Big 12 championship game last year as well. But, yeah, I, I just feel like the Longhorns are about to turn that corner. And if they don't do it this year, then you have to worry about, wonder about Steve Sarkeesian's job security in Austin, but I mean, and at the same time, as much as Kansas State fans may want to complain about the Longhorns' presence or the res- the the amount of respect that they typically get, even though they might not deserve it, um, just based off sheer production year after year, uh, they've owned Kansas State. You know, I don't. I think that's I think that's the only team, if I remember correctly, now in the Big Twelve that Chris Kleiman has not defeated. Yeah, I mean the road trip to Austin for sure. Like, and that's a couple of days before K State hoops open opens up the season in Vegas. Yeah, road trip in November to to Austin. I'm not exactly excited about. Texas has had K State's number for a well. It was we own Texas. I mean, if Texas fans wanted to chant we own K State, it might be fair. It, 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 no, it, yeah, it would be legitimate. Yep. Yeah, certainly in the last, uh, you know, well, yeah, post. 2012, yeah, post the last 10 years. Yeah, it's been a lot of wins for Texas, for sure. So I'm with you, other than I have a flip-flop, K-State 1, Texas 2. Very similar stories, as a matter of fact, heading into this upcoming season with who's coming back, who's being replaced. You have, I think they're going to be the two best offensive lines uh, in the conference this year with everybody coming back. I'm Actually, I'm curious to know, because I'm very high on Texas Tech this year. How high are you on the Red Raiders? Pretty high. Uh, I just I I'm I'm not able to go as far as some just because I'd have to see Tyler Shuck go an entire year without being completely injury prone. Like if he plays eight games, it's it's pretty impressive at this point. So that's that's my only worry with the Red Raiders. Do they have the quarterback depth? Quarterback depth to kind of shoulder that kind of loss? I'm not totally sure. I'll tell you a team where I don't necessarily buy them in general or their coaching staff, but if you look at their schedule, I'll buy that, and that's Oklahoma. I know that sounds weird, but they're kind of a sneaky team to kind of like uh, to have a pretty good record and maybe be – it's weird to consider them a dark horse to make it to Arlington, but it feels like they're kind of a dark horse to make it to Arlington. Uh, they, They play Texas, of course. 
But the other games, you know, at you get you get West Virginia, who I don't think is going to be very good, and you get three of the new teams in BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati that I think will have a transition. They go to KU. You maybe you think you should win that. They're in. The, yeah, it, it's really easy to like Oklahoma. You open up with Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, and Iowa State. So you're probably five and zero going into the Texas game. Yeah, I think Tech's going to be pretty good. All that defense. That defense was, you know, middle of the pack of the Big 12, but everybody basically returns from that defense. Yeah, Tech's Tech uh, should oh, be. Oh, 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 another thing to say about the Sooner schedule, obviously, that I kind of left out. They they get TCU at home, mm-hmm. and they don't have to play Kansas State or Texas Tech. Yeah, they lucked out. I I I have, I have Oklahoma at five. I actually put Texas Tech at four. That, I, think, I, I think Oklahoma might be the fifth best team in the Big 12. I, I won't like argue with that. I just think their schedule is going to thrust them upward. Yeah, they're going to look a little bit better. They might be like because, the KU in 2007, not playing you know all the good teams in the Big 12, and they're all of a sudden right, the best. Because that, that's going to be a factor this year that you have to take into consideration because it's no longer the round-robin format because there's four extra teams in the league, so not everyone plays everybody. All right, so you know, Travion, we might actually have to cut out DY picking Texas out of the podcast. I don't know if we can afford <laughs> the feedback on that. Um, offensive player of the year. I thought this was a little bit easier to pick than defensive player of the year. Who is your offensive player of the year? You know, I haven't I haven't really put in anything yet. So I'm just trying to actually kind of remember <laughs> who's who's here because last year it was just like preseason everybody was going to pick B. John robinson so that became kind of a an easy slam dunk choice for some reason there's not an easy one coming to my mind at the moment well Who's you the get, easy one referring you, to you got will howard you got cooper bb oh i mean those look <laughs> i i don't think it's going to be will howard or or cooper bb and now cooper bb's offensive lineman of the year probably front runner for sure and he'll be in the first team Will Howard probably won't be on our first team. I'm just going to – I hate to break it to you, but I would be surprised. I, I think I would – I think you'll probably see Dylan Gabriel. He got first team all Big 12 at the end of the season, and he's returning. So I'd be surprised if it wasn't him. I thought you were about to say Jalen Daniels for a second or something. <laughs> Second team no, all Big 12. No, but, you know, something that, that I know people would roll their eyes over if Quinn Ewers gets, gets I, the th- um, That was the one I was afraid he was going to take. It wouldn't surprise me if he's on there, but I – I, I think if I had to not not that it would be my pick, but I think that there will be enough votes where I bet it's Dylan Gabriel again. I I put Cooper BB as my offensive player of the year. The a couple of thoughts here. One, when the NFL draft comes up, he might be the highest Big Twelve player out of this draft class uh, in the Big Twelve if he can sneak into a, to be a first round guy. He could be at the top of the list. Also, Lyman never win this award. So why not give him the preseason nod and just let the, you know, and then we'll see who the best quarterback is or running back and then, and they win it. I mean, I, I don't, don't hate, I'm not going to knock it. I just, uh, I don't think that's going to come to fruition. Um, if that's what you are intending and trying to will it to existence. <laughs> I, um, I wonder, you know, if it, the offensive player of the year won't end up being something like Xavier worthy of Texas. Texas again. I mean, we can't. We can't. Right. We can't get off Texas for some reason. I, no, I, I'm just trying to project what the media will pick, 
and I do think Xavier Worthy. Um, now, maybe it's just going to be a quarterback. Like people are just going to take a quarterback from a team that might win the league. I could see that, but is Quinn Ewers? I mean, not Quinn Ewers. Is Xavier Worthy the the most talent non-offensive lineman that plays offense in the Big Twelve? He might be. Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask like national media of like you know who are some of the best players in the country, I mean, I think Xavier Worthy would you know talent-wise, athleticism would probably actually stand out when it comes to the Big 12. He would probably be at the top of the list of a lot of people nationally if you're just talking Big 12 and who – I think there's a little bit of name recognition as well with him because going into last year he was a big deal. And you know, first team or second team, all Big 12, whatever he was, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Xavier Worthy is going to be at least at the top of the leaderboard with the wide receivers. Yeah, he'll be a first team all Big 12 pick. I just wonder – I don't remember a receiver getting that kind of – treatment it'd be interesting if he's the guy that, that gets the nod he might be my, what i would pick yeah i can't think of anybody especially with how old he is since michael crabtree nobody really pops into my mind CD about lamb? that kind of popularity cd lamb i think cd lamb was up there yeah maybe uh i i honestly don't remember um i think michael crabtree was certainly when it comes to popularity ahead of xavier worthy i think that's fair mm-hmm. hmm what about with cats? Where, where are you picking K State when it comes to preseason All Big Twelve players? Yeah, Cooper Beebe because you know in preseason there's only a first team, so I think Cooper Beebe's probably the lock. You know, since offensive linemen is almost like a seniority thing because not everyone knows all the offensive linemen when, when they're picking these. Maybe someone like KT Leviston can crack through. I'm not sure. He's on mine because you can return an entire offensive line then some people might just give you the nod because of that. Maybe Ben Sinnott. I don't know off the top of my head if there's another tight end that I would take in the Big 12 over him. I'd, I'd have to remember some of the guys that came back. It's hard to remember who everyone got to return and who didn't, but Ben Sinnott would certainly be in the discussion. Will Howard be in the discussion, even though I don't think it's going to be him? Uh, I think they can't stay as a good backfield, but I don't think any of the two will be on the first team and Philip Brooks, I don't. He'll be the returner, but a kicker punt returner. But I don't know that he's really going to crack through a receiver. So I think the lock is probably Cooper Beebe on offense, and the maybes are Ben Sinnott and KT Leviston. That's how I would phrase it. Defensively, I think Lee Duke's really good. I just don't think he's going to get that kind of love from the media. I don't know that he's popular enough, and obviously he's playing a different position this year than what. Everyone's been accustomed to seeing him at the last couple of years. So I don't really think there's going to be any defensive lineman. Daniel Green might will probably be a pick. He was the pick last year, and now he's a year older and someone that everyone should know. Uh, I don't know that Austin Moore will get that kind of love. So defensively, you know, and Kobe Savage is coming off that injury. I don't know that he's going to get it, and everyone else is a new starter in the secondary. So I think the locks might be Cooper Beebe and Daniel Green and then a maybe and Ben Sinnott and KT Leviston. And don't forget about Phillip Brooks, kicking uh, punt returner. Yeah. He's got to be yep. the nod there. Uh, yep. To wrap up, D.Y., do you have anything uh, we should know about when it comes to football recruiting right now? A big visit weekend, right? So you, you, you'll you get Junction City linebacker Mike Boganowski in town this week. I almost murdered that name. Michael Boganowski this, week, this weekend visiting Kansas State. He's already visited Oklahoma, Stanford, Florida State, and KU. Uh, big battle there. Oklahoma's probably the competition. Caden Massey 
uh, eight-man football offensive lineman from Linden High. He'll be in town this weekend as well. Um, I think I think I had that right, eight-man football player. Uh, obviously, probably a battle with Oklahoma there too. Maybe Nebraska can get into the mix. We'll see. Uh, Caleb Red also visiting. He was event out of St. Louis. That would be pretty significant if Kansas State can get ahead there because they need a start on the defensive line. They haven't landed anyone yet. Uh, a couple of the commits will be in town. Blake Barnett, Jake Stonebreaker, Ryan Howard. Uh, I think, I don't know if I got everyone. We're still waiting on the Grant Bricks decision. He's visiting Alabama today. That's a top 104 star offensive lineman that K-State's really in the mix with. Again, Oklahoma also involved on that one. I think I'm missing a visitor, but that's probably okay. That's probably a pretty good summary of where things are. Not a big class yet. Um, it's been a concentrated kind of smaller number of visitors even in June, which is a little surprising, but I just don't think that Kansas State intends to sign that many high schoolers in this year's group. I mean, we were I – Drew Galloway, who who works for us at KSO, he was kind of looking through things. There's potential that Kansas State will only – now, it won't work like this because it doesn't always work like this, but there's only one player on the entire defensive side of the ball for Kansas State that has their eligibility expire after this year, and it's Daniel Green. Yeah. Wow. Wow, how about that? Uh, D.Y., really appreciate it. Hopefully next week we'll be talking about Cavaliers' uh, NBA Finals odds once Keontae is drafted by and, Cleveland. And some, and some football commits maybe, right? Oh, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. We're going to get some uh, cat signals this coming weekend <laughs> from uh, Taylor Bratt. D.Y., appreciate it. Hope to talk to you next week. Absolutely, anytime. Derek Young from Case Line right here on The Game. When we come back, purple and black back. For next month's TBT tournament, that'll have a regional in Wichita, and apparently it's their best roster yet. That's coming up next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, DG's late for the segment. Haven't had one of those in a long time. Late for a segment. We've had late for the show, but not late for a segment. After I gave uh, Travion the signal to cut some of the break, what'd you go get? You got yourself a water. Got a water. You bring your own bottled water to, bottled water to work? I do. Save a little cash. You know what I'm saying? Save some cash. Yeah, there's, not really. There's a... I mean, I bring water a bottle cooler of water, here. but then I refill it like 25 times. Here. From the water cooler, uh-huh. so you put that tiny little top of the of the water bottle. Oh, here we on go. The thing. Oh, here we go. And then pour the water. Oh, Great. Yeah. 
I've been kissing DG for seven years. You know what? I never even thought of that. And I Can't you just bring up like a big water bottle, like a Gatorade bottle or something? I need to do that because I've totally been. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Gotcha. I, honestly, you're I, gross. I didn't even think about it. Oh my god! <clears throat> anyway, so let's take a look at the, some the, people. Wow the the TBT the the tournament the basketball tournament. You know, it's for two million bucks every year, every summer. Cats can't get out of the round of thirty-two. Yeah. And uh, they got to the round of 32 last year because uh, a heck of a buzzer beater by Jacob Paul. Well, it wasn't a buzzer beater. It was the, what do they call it? I'm blanking now on the uh, the Elam ending. Yes. Where it, there's a target for points you need to get to. And Jacob Pullen with the game winner from mm-hmm. deep. Um, that was awesome. Was the game winner. Yeah, I remember popping for that one <laughs> in his Puma jersey. Yeah. Uh, so here is the uh, the alum- K-State alumni roster for this year. And according to the TBT, they see this is K-State's best roster yet. They are stacked and stacked so high that they earned a two seed in this year's TBT tournament. So one spot yes. better than the men's basketball team for the NCAA tournament. So this year's alumni team is Henry Walker, Mike McGurl, Martavius Irving, Marcus Foster, DJ Johnson, Justin Edwards, Kamal Stokes, Thomas Gibson, Big Gip, Rodney Magruder is on the team as a co-GM, it says here. Jordan Henriquez Roberts, J.O., is a co-GM as well. I don't know if GMs are playing. I don't know what the... uh, I don't know why we need a GM for this, but (laughs) meanwhile, two. But uh, I hope they play, especially Rodney. Uh... Marquise Addison and Khalid Thomas, they are not Wildcats, but I guess they're bros with the rest of these guys? Yeah, Khalid is a guy out of Portland State. Okay. and um, I think they were on the team last mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Uh, we have a couple of assistant coaches in Clint Stewart and Curtis Kelly. And then to round out the roster, Jacob Pullen returns to the team. That's a hell of a roster. It is. Mm-hmm. It really is an all-star roster. Wow. From the last, let's see, Pullen, I think, is the oldest of this group of guys. Yeah, he's got to be the oldest. So you're talking, when was he a freshman, 2007, 2008? Wow. So you're talking about an all-star crew from the last, do a little bit of math here, 16, 17 years? Wow. They just need to bring back Nick Russell, Wally Judge. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Judge. Devin Peterson. So the TBT will actually be starting in a month. It'll be starting on July 20th, and I lost the roster, but they're playing a team. I'm not even sure. I guess it's like an all-star team out of St. Louis, and then they'll play uh, potentially the uh, Arkansas alumni team in the second round. But I hope they can actually make a run because – the TBT has not been so kind to K-State, even though they've put together these teams before where it's like, it, you know, it feels like from top to bottom, when you think of the best Wildcats over the past 15 years, it's quite a few of them. Wow. And then they don't make it out of the first round or they make it to the second round and that's it. So it's tougher than it looks, clearly. There's a lot of other alumni, good alumni teams out there. But apparently the TBT thinks this is a team that can make a run. 
and go after a couple of million dollars. Some of the guys, though, that play on the other teams didn't go to that school. And that's what I'm like, man, that stinks. And I like that it's purple and black. Because, mm-hmm. again, I think purple and black look really good oh, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys played with black jerseys. Yes, and I think did. those basketball, basketball black jerseys look pretty sweet. Fantastic. Can we not turn those into football jerseys in a way? No. Football uniforms in a way? No. In such a minority, and I hate it because I think it would look good. <laughs> All right, when we come back, let's end hour one with ESPN officially bringing back a popular hybrid sport. And it's hilarious that this sport got a deal before the Pac 12. That's coming ah! up next. All right, to wrap up the hour, I remember watching this come on TV, on Spike TV after Monday Night Raw. Man, the program after Monday Night Raw used to be just legendary. You had the Joe Schmo show, which was a fake reality show. Oh, yeah. You used to have La Femme Nikita. <laughs> oh, La Femme wow. Nikita. Uh, let's see. What, what else was there? used to be, uh, was it Silk Stockings used yeah. to be a show that came on after yeah. Monday Night Raw? Wow. Up yeah. All Night. Up All Night was a Up big one. All Night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of those shows happened to be returning, and it's called slam ball so it's a it's a hybrid it's a hybrid of basketball hockey and football and it was i mean it's kind of a weird way to i think describe it the better way is it's trampoline basketball yeah yeah (laughs) not the whole court but like the uh, around the rim around the basket are trampolines and you you know it's basically you're supposed to run jump and then go for this insane dunk while somebody tries to block there's a lot of collisions falling on the trampolines yeah ESPN has agreed to a two-year contract with Slamball, and that will start July 21st. And then the playoffs and the championship game, it'll all run through August 19th. It'll be 30 hours of Slamball on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN+, Plus, all being played at Cox Pavilion in Vegas. I thought somebody got seriously hurt the, well, the on the first iteration of Slam ball. Probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it just on. wasn't – the ratings didn't stay, stay consistent. I thought watching it like in the early 2000s, it was phenomenal and incredible entertainment. But it's actually had four different runs. Wow. Run, cancellation, run, cancellation. 03, 08, 12, and then the last one was in 16. ESPN maybe – I don't know. They Are they like contact sports? This is the time to uh, – Bring them back if we're going to. This is like, must be an audience for it. This is like that tag game. Oh, like I'm the sure extreme there, tag. There, yeah, there will be some viral moments and some, you know, some things that clips will like the slap leak. Yes, there's going to be stuff that's hot on the internet, but the. When you sit down and watch it. You're just like, this is stupid. It's fun to watch for. You're right. It's fun to watch for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you go mm. that or like you know the the corn like cornhole oh like Fourth of July Fourth <laughs> of July you're gonna get the hot dog eating contest yeah you're gonna get a lot of cornhole yeah. Americana at its best baby it's like for me it's like darts <laughs> I like seeing the guy go twenty twenty oh no it, yeah like, sixty cool. sixty one eighty that's yeah. fine but the whole match eh. I tell you what competitive darts has some of the best atmospheres in, in sports yeah those guys they party too it's cool the announcer though the announcer just screaming 180 when they get triple 20s triple! 
going full Joe Rogan. <laughs> Coming up in hour number two, I got a couple of show announcements plus my all Big 12 preseason team. Number one song of the day, and ask us anything plus the new college football game now in a lawsuit. Right now, your local news.